a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. I would say more than interesting, it is the difficulties what you come across in a project. If you can handle that, that is your achievement and you feel happy about it. You're about to enter the Ak Young Podcast. Young Podcast. India's first and very own architecture podcast, where you'll hear the insights, experiences, and journeys from India's leading architects. No matter what your skill level is, together, we'll build on our knowledge and share architecture's greatest stories ever told. Now, here's your host, Manish Paul Simon. Hey guys, welcome to yet another episode of the Akyan podcast. It's been a while since our last episodes. So apologies for keeping you guys waiting for so long. I try my best to release episodes every week and I hope to release more in the coming few weeks. All right, so today we have with us Madhu Kurvela who runs an independent architectural practice in Bangalore called Madhu Kurvela Architects. He has completed over 75 plus built projects in Bangalore and surrounding cities. over a span of 10 years his projects range from residences interiors hospitality commercial and also retail and all these projects have garnered him various awards and accolades here's a small fun fact madhu kurvela architects was the first firm which i joined post graduation and i personally learned quite a ton from madhu sir so this episode is really really special for me All right so on this episode Madhu sir takes us on his journey in architecture right from his time in SIT Tumkur to working for a renowned architecture firm in Bangalore and finally starting off on his own since the theme of this episode is business of architecture we discuss topics such as how do you start a firm how much do you charge your clients hiring your first employees how do you build contacts the importance of knowing vastu as an architect and loads more We have written extensive show notes for this episode which is available on our website that is akyan.com/slash 20. Now without further ado, we have with us Madhu Kuruvilla. All right, let's get to the meat of the episode. Uh, how did you uh, end up in architecture? Was it something you wanted to do as a kid growing up? Uh, to start off with, I would say there are a lot of guys who are born to be architect. I was never one. I didn't have my architecture in mind till maybe about till I finished my plus 2 or uh, going into the degree college so on a starting with uh, the initial part of it I was a very average student in school finished schooling then got to plus 2 after that in fact my brother is an architect oh, wow. he's okay. based out in uh, Cochin he's four year elder to me that was when I got exposed to architecture mm. but still i was into minds taking up architecture right so when i when my turn came once i finished uh, plus 2 i had options the regular options not like these days you have too many options so you did science and math yes okay. science and math and uh, that time there were no many options right. so comparatively compared to all other things i felt architecture was better okay so that's actually picking architecture was didn't take time for me too much but picking the college took a lot of time because <laughs> <Right. laughs> uh, during that time kerala had very few colleges i think mm-hmm. only two colleges had and i tried couple of colleges in tamil nadu mm-hmm. which i just went there saw the college came back okay <laughs> then uh, that was a time when karnataka had open entrance for uh, right outsiders right so i did the test and i got through the entrance uh, this was a comet k test yes okay and um, that's why and i joined sit tumkur right i did my architecture there and 
once I started with architecture, still I was lost because I've seen my brother doing architecture. So where did he study architecture? MIT Manipal. Right. Okay. Okay. So when I landed in the college, it was like to study history of architecture, then uh, economics, mathematics. I felt like again in the same thing. But then and I didn't take it up. To be frank, I didn't take it up so seriously. Right. I was regular with supplies, the backlogs, <laughs> as anybody else. <laughs> All right. So, uh, supplies and every semester I used to have. But one thing I made sure was the year out didn't happen. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's most important, that's right? And you won't believe during that time, our uh, time, I think, fifth semester, uh, no, ninth semester was thesis or training. I don't remember. Tenth semester was training. So every semester I used to get supplies. Only the eighth semester I got all clear. So <laughs> wow. I was like, awesome. my done. <laughs> then after that I joined training in uh, renowned architect in uh, Bangalore, Nikki Thomas. He's uh, is located in Kormangla. So I did my training there. After training, once I finished my college, I worked for about I think four or five months there. Uh, let's backtrack. So the college where you joined, you were one of the first batches, or uh, no, no, we had about uh, five batches. Okay, I think four. We right. were the fifth batch. Right, so, right. but not. We had our own department, new building where they had done and all that. The career, I mean, academics wise, it was good. So that's how I completed SIT Tumkur. And that's how you picked up even Canada and all that, is it? Not so much. That is more after coming to Bangalore. Okay. okay. So, but still, you got a feel of Canada there. Yeah. But then again, you had all these students from all over India. So, it, Canada was not there too much there. Once you shifted to Bangalore, started working with the people around. It, it was... Uh, so, you're talking about uh, working with Nikki Thomas. Nikki uh, Thomas, I did my training. Then after that, I worked for six months. And um, till then, also, it was like an easygoing life. After that, I sh uh, shifted to, I joined uh, Kabir Hira Architects. Mm. He's, He's a renowned architect renowned from architect. Bangalore. He, uh, his office is in Barton Center, MG Road. Okay. To be frank, that was a time it changed my life, to be frank. That was when you actually started doing architecture. Architecture, more than architecture, started seriously working. Okay. So, till then it was like easy going kind of a thing. That was when I became, a, I would say, a workaholic, oh, to be frank. Okay. Till then it was like... Okay, work. That's so that not even in college where you had full no. all-nighters and all that. That was only previous night. Only, pre <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. only the exam previous night, you become workaholic. Yeah, yeah. And after that, you become another holic. So, yeah. it is, uh, so there, there it actually changed. And uh, I worked with him for almost six years. Mm -hmm. Where it was like an achievement for me. Because I've seen in that office where people work for one day. And they don't come next day, oh. so you can you know what is the okay. feel of the office there. So yeah, there are people work for one day, two days, one week. But I completed six years. Awesome. So that is when I was like more working. So that's where you learned uh, how office functions. Yes, and it's more. I would say not more of architecture. How uh, office functions? How uh, you handle the work? Because there you are supposed to handle projects independently. You, right. uh, not like other offices where you have a main right. architect, you have uh, associates below that, you work in a team. Here it's like you work directly with him. Mm -hmm. That's so, right from the get-go as soon as you joined or uh, was no, Initially, like? maybe six months, mm -hmm. you just work on different projects, yeah. assisting different guys because I just had only, I think, six year, uh, six months experience or something. So, by after that... The work module there is you work independently. Okay. He will be given depending on your capacity, maybe four projects, five projects, as, oh, as wow. much as he can load it. Okay. But you work directly with him, and you have to handle everything in terms of the clients. You have uh, consultants, site visits, and he will come for some of the site visits, not every site visit. But you are answerable for everything. If something goes wrong on the site, you are supposed to take it up. It is your responsibility. Okay. So and plus. Uh, I shouldn't be saying it. I don't know whether he will be seeing this also. Uh, we never had an office boy, anything there. So, right. before me, one guy was there. Another architect who had completed four years, five years. So, he was office boy. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was passed on to you. <laughs> Once I gained the experience for four months, I mean four years, 
I was uh, given the promotion for that. So this includes making coffee yeah. and no, 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 <laughs> making coffee. We had a tea coffee guy outside, but okay. otherwise paying bills and uh, anything happens in the office with the system, everything you are supposed to call that guy, this guy, all that. Because main thing is if you have girls and guys mm. in the office, guys are supposed to take over all this yeah. dirty works. And the guy who's got the maximum experience is supposed to do it. <laughs> okay. So it is. Uh, but in a way, I would say it really helped because you get to learn how office function from A to Z. Right. It is not that you are just sitting on the table, working, designing from morning till evening. Right. How office works, what are the people involved, where all, what all work is there. You come to know the entire background of it. So it's much more than just design. Yeah. And right. even... Uh, project wise also it was good when you have the whole responsibility of the project on you you get more uh, what do you say you take it up because otherwise it's like anything and everything you just go ask boss what can you do yeah. it here what yeah. in this situation here it's like you cannot go to him asking what can be done or what can I do you should go to him saying sir can I do like this okay that was the difference okay so that really changed my thing and then, then uh, what made you decide to like start off on your own or did you join any any other place no before? that okay. was only experience i had okay and uh, as any other guy maybe like completing after five years i got i mean i started getting saturated means right. the daily same environment and right. same this one so then i asked him for a break like that also was nothing planned just one day i just walked up to him i told him i need two months break okay so like he was like Oh, my Soft. office boy is going. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he was like, uh, okay, fine. He didn't want to lose me, I think. So he said, fine, no problem. You take a break. I went back to Cochin. I was sitting, uh, I mean, in my house. So your brother was parallelly uh, practicing, practicing in Cochin. Okay. So I, like, when I was in Cochin, I used to go like half day to his office just to mm -hmm. be around and things like that. Then I felt all this while I've been in Bangalore. So... I have to come back. Okay. So I again came back. So as a responsibility or this one, I went back to Kabir, Kabir Hila. Yeah. He said, you work here. I think after that, again, I continued for one year. Mm -hmm. But then I knew I have to move on. So by then, actually, I started getting projects through known sources oh, right. and uh, people started... So you started kind of built your contacts in those five, six years of... I uh, wouldn't say build your contacts because that can go in the other way also. <laughs> staying there, you're building your contacts. Yeah, yeah. I won't say that. Yeah. But people... I think that happens in most of the offices. Mm -hmm. When when you're staying there for five years, six years, yeah. there will be some or other references coming in and they will want you to take it up. So initially, I didn't pay too much uh, because I wanted to stay for some time. Then I started getting offers... So finally, I took it up one or two, right. but I was very clear with whoever I, because the next thing is working in office, doing projects, ethically, I mean, yeah. if you talk about ethics, yeah. it's not right. Yeah. But then I made it very clear to the client that I won't be available on the daytime. Okay. And what I used to do is Saturday, Sunday, I used to go to site, especially right. Sunday will be my site visits. Right. And uh, other days also, what I normally do is. I work from 8 to 8 in the office, morning 8 to evening 8. Oh, wow. And then 10 to 12, I work on my projects. Oh, wow. That was, the, I used to religiously sit and work on Monday to Friday, 10 to 12. After coming back in you, my house. Did I you get said, burnt out working for so long? <laughs> and oh no, my. I actually, the when I started with Kabir Hira, he also is a kind of workaholic. Okay. It means he... At his age also, he. what happens is some people, when they work for so long, they start to take easy. Okay. Like, okay, employees are there, they'll work. Mm -hmm. But he also is like, he will put his mind into each and everything, whether... But he, you are doing the project, but he will be there. Mm -hmm. So that somehow got into me also. So, and during that time, I don't know, I never felt that I'm working... 12 hours a day mm -hmm. because 10 to 12 you get fresh thinking it is your project next mm -hmm. day it is uh, but but th back then Bangalore traffic and all was not there right? yeah so that, that was, was easy <laughs> yeah, yeah. and Sunday it was like it was very peaceful yeah. now Sunday itself you can't go out yeah, yeah. luckily two projects uh, started off and we could complete it then there were a few other guys but that one year was a uh, mean otherwise not like when I started straight away I started taking projects mm -hmm. only that last one year and when it went on to six seven projects that's when I decided 
now i can't either i should stay there or i should stay out correct so that that made me take the decision awesome so for the listeners this would be more about the business of architecture so when you took out the first few projects right how did you come up with the fees or how, how did you approach your clients was did you compromise on your fees just to get the projects or something along those lines i would have definitely compromised on the fees i think because that okay. was my first experience doing as a project your own project mm-hmm. but regarding the fee structure how much they charge and see architects is i mean or other architecture is one field where lot of people they charge on there's no standard rule mm-hmm. though you have 7.5 council uh, of architects are 7 but it all depends i i myself i know architects who charge for a project 1% who charges 15 to 20% also okay so that is the range mm-hmm. of how depends on your uh, you as a brand then your overheads everything so it is you can't judge you you can ask people how much do you normally charge but end of the day you have to come up with a calculation which you, which works for you and i do, i won't say that calculation is standard for every project according to me in my experience you can't just to stick to 7% 8% 9% on all projects some cases you tend to lower little less i mean quote you lower it some cases you depend on where the project is location all that so my initial project actually i don't remember how much i charged okay. but i know because uh, my boss mr kabir hira was on the premium side so i knew i can't straight away charge that right so started off in a small way and i had to do a lot of compromise even the client also it was a compromise weekdays is not available okay weekends is available or he won't attend the call so you can't charge also like that but luckily they were okay with that and what is the sort of scope of work that you uh, gave your initial clients was it only the drawings or no it, it was uh, basically i had uh, i took up the structural part also i knew by then i knew a lot of structural consultants oh, okay. who work so they were also very accommodative and um, the entire scope remained the same only thing is like and what i made sure was most of the projects during that time we try to freeze everything before itself before starting the site right on on site so then it is like nowadays it doesn't happen because that time people never used to ask so many changes now it is like till you hand over the keys last yeah, minute also yeah. they might say oh some change here yeah. so at that time it was still okay and okay. the projects also were like that clients also i would thank the clients also for that but it was okay it is uh, what are the kind of projects that you did i started first with a residence okay then it was actually a school straight oh, away wow. but then that school didn't take off hmm. we did the com- as uh, as mentioning we did the complete working drawing scheme got finalized everything but then what happened uh, this guy got a good offer from a, a developer builder he's okay went for a joint development so but that takes a toll on you as an architect yes. right so but you, one yeah but yeah. one good thing was he gave me the next project okay but you didn't charge him for the he design fees he paid me fees. for that okay. he paid me all right so we normally go with stage by stage like right. you have some uh, some amount towards advance each goes on finalization of scheme then uh, 3d views and all that so till that but i would have still lost it because the project was completed to certain extent right and uh, how did you start uh, maybe building your contacts and growing your network when you started off on your own, on your own see contacts basically uh, till now whatever has happened to me it's through word of mouth because uh, you came from kerala yes. you set up everything in bangalore and then you picked up the language as well and then you built contacts so give us a small brief on how you uh, went about see, it see contact wise I, during that time actually i didn't know too much about uh, what it's going to be after 10 years 15 years i just my thing was just kept on working right so it is not like i i didn't plan like after 15 years i should reach there right, right. Uh, after uh, one year i should be getting this so living in the present and living in the present i just whatever projects coming to me i try to understand the client and the project if it works do it keep working that was the only policy what i've so that spread like word of mouth okay yeah so uh, what are the kind of registrations that an architect needs to maybe practice in india uh, before going into the registration i would say see now a lab um, a architect what he starts with like you had asked me how do you how did you start off yeah in terms of um, 
from an office where you're working yeah. did you start off yeah so i would add to that i started just with a laptop okay so it was like when i came out from the office it was like i just made one room of my house in the office mm-hmm. i just started off alone just laptop and started working okay so it is like you architects is one thing where uh, <clears throat> one laptop is good enough for you to do your profession yeah. so you keep work. earlier it would have been drawing board but now things have changed it would be a laptop so from there it moved on so it is like it was a one room in my house which uh, was my office one person me working after that i got another one guy okay then i shifted to another house where garage i made it into office oh, okay so i thought actually the garage was your first no, office that, uh, my earlier office uh, uh, there was luckily there was one room which i made it into office so to give our listeners a small context i was working madhusar's office which was his garage garage and it was pretty cool uh, he was sitting right next to me and uh, we had like lot of interactions on design and architecture so that was uh, the you know the small way of how an architect grows and uh, becomes a my mine i would say it started with me alone first mm-hmm. then i had another guy okay. then in the garage when you were there it was two guys right so it, then it became four now i have six in a different place so uh, let's backtrack a little bit uh, so you started off on your own right so when yeah. did you decide that uh, you need to start hiring people and uh, see hiring people it depends on each person see right. you can't just blindly your overheads always you have to keep it mm. keep a check on it because initial days your architects you you're doing lot of compromise maybe like in terms of getting the projects then uh, what is the fees you get you mm-hmm. are not structured right it takes time for you to understand what is the thing what i end up with end of the month or end of uh, whatever your so it's just, it's through a series of experiences that it's you it's an experience okay. so but hiring people i what i adopted was try to keep it very less beginning though yeah. you have projects but main thing is uh, your deliverables mm-hmm. see any client will appreciate you if you give them the drawings or the details or whatever they ask on the right time mm-hmm. that is more important which helps you grow so you having a big office or a small office i would say is doesn't make any difference if a big office doesn't deliver drawings and a small office delivers drawing the client will be more happy yeah. so in our field that is a main thing Right. So when you feel like you can't handle that is when you need another person. And how do you decide uh, like this is a set period of time that I can uh, take to give these uh, a set of drawings to the client? Like uh, do you decide like okay I need one week of time to give this uh, set of drawings to the client or uh, do you need like a month or something? So how do no, you decide that, the time frames? Yeah, that initially when the project comes to you mm-hmm. you have a time period you can always tell them depending on your experience mm-hmm. like you would have uh, by then you know like a new project comes for example a residence or whatever depends on projects residence it takes different time and uh, up apartments commercial buildings take a different time period so if a client comes for a residential project if for a villa or a residence to you by then you know like to hit the site how much time you need mm-hmm. assuming that uh, maybe you need one week to one week to show the scheme then he will come back with corrections then finalize that then you go into 3d it all goes stage by stage then 3d gets finalized and structural drawings working drawings so you're talking about one month to two months to hit the site okay. so some guys are happy with that some guys they say like it's too long but yeah. it depends like you have that's where you have to understand the client so if you are okay give the maximum period like but at the same time you shouldn't say 6 months they they won't uh, usually 2 months should be good enough to hit the site and do you take a retainer for uh, before you start the design or i normally try to take 90% of the projects i try to take but okay. some cases it might come through reference in our field is such a way that uh, yeah. the same policy doesn't adopt everywhere with every, everybody it keeps changing so mm. if it is a new client definitely you take a retainer but once you start growing and this one there will be a lot of project coming through reference right. like so sometimes he'll say is my very good friend he's a very nice person mm-hmm. and all that but then it might end up in a bad way so there are cases but it's better always to take a retainer but at the same time you should have enough work to show them right. to take the retainer you can't just have some small work and then tell i start with that once then it doesn't work 
Okay, and uh, these days, lot of young architects are taking up lot of interior design projects, right? Uh, not only young architects anybody is taking uh, it's, it's like uh, uh, interior designer I, I i mean interior designer designing it's becoming more like you wonder whether you are an architect or an interior designer okay they call it but you started off doing uh, residences right you residences, slowly yeah. started taking up interior projects later that is basically maybe it would have come from my earlier office because he used to do all type of projects mm. he used to uh, do residences uh, villas apartments commercial buildings institutional interiors so it's always better to keep a balance of everything mm. see there are some guys who does only interiors mm. there are some guys who works only for builders there are some guys who does only residence but it depends on each person some i would say some people don't want to deviate from their regular uh, yeah. portfolio like interiors means interiors but i would say balanced one is always better because it keeps you you are aware of everything mm. and on the other side also for example if you have a recession or even mm-hmm. the projects are uh, uh, economy gets a hit see i know so many of my friends who work depending on only builders have mm-hmm. run into problems because okay. of recession so okay. it is like always keeping a balanced thing is always better so interior designing normally what he used to do is my earlier boss right for his houses he used to do apartments very less and um, restaurants hotels and all those things he used to do so maybe that was there inside me i don't know so apartments normally i don't do i do if i do a house i do interiors for that if i do a villa i do a interiors for that. that that's a thing but i've done apartments i've done uh, restaurant i've done jewelry shops retail also it all depends on it comes from whom so right. and uh, do you still believe that word of mouth still holds true in this day and age where social media is such a big thing where uh, clients are directly approaching you because of your website or your facebook page or something like I, that i would say it plays a serious role now things have changed now mm. because social media is something which is taken over mm. everybody wants to um, what do you say before that i'll come to a simple thing if you're doing a house yeah for anybody and everybody it is very important who is doing that house what am i doing in that house okay. what his actual needs are different so it's mostly like a person is doing a house it is show to show others like he should have the latest uh, what is there in the trend mm-hmm. everything should be there as, as people just <laughs> That's forget the reality in india i guess he does it he, it's like housewarming ceremony if somebody comes what would they say mm-hmm. oh you have gone for this design this was like 5 uh, years back so nobody wants to hear that so that's not uh, that shows that uh, architecture is not practiced in its true sense in india right because it is not about pra- architects are mostly clear see there are, there are architects who practice different styles hmm. it's not like only one style he follows mm-hmm. you can I, he can accommodate any style it is a client who is confused in hmm. some cases because they don't know they want to stay up in the market okay. so if one guy is showing something the other guy is showing he's confused whether that will fit for him his kind of a lifestyle if his kind of a house he is blind towards that for him appreciation yeah so in the neighborhood he should be known for he, his houses he has spent so much for the house okay. that is more important <laughs> and what is provided all that but so, how as an architect or uh, like we as architects can intervene and uh, maybe uh, tell our clients that no it's not just showing off it's more than that we can incorporate maybe sustainability or uh, have a better way of approaching design and uh, see we can uh, first thing is when the client comes to you mm-hmm. when you talk to them you try to understand what is requirement uh, i mean so requirements not all are clients are uh, those types which not want all. to show it is like there are it, basically first thing for an architect and client the wavelength should match what job what work he does what work he expects should match mm-hmm. otherwise see now simple thing is a uh, um, uh, client who's looking at a contemporary one uh architecture right. somebody is doing a traditional architect who is doing a tradition he will never match whatever mm. she, he shows under the sun he won't like so that it's a duty of the architect to speak to the client to understand what what are they looking at and i would say if there are architects and there are some projects where we have to say no yeah. because it, nor you will be happy doing that project nor he will be doing i mean he will be happy so if it you have to understand in that short time what his requirements are what kind of a look and feel he is looking at what is his expectation if it is not going 
it's not gelling with you i would say it's better to avoid it okay. maybe it's about money but then you'll have more problems right what are the types of architecture like clients do they look at mostly contemporary type buildings or uh, what are the types what is the percentage of uh, now anything design? and everything is contemporary, contemporary. <laughs> there is nothing more so to you it. would say even your design is more contemporary oriented i wouldn't say it because contemporary there are different ways of yeah. doing it so each person look at looks at it in a different way yeah. so uh, somebody who's done a contemporary building maybe i will say uh, i would say it is uh, something else so same thing but the context of contemporary is changed everybody mm. thinks like just putting glass putting boxes mm. everything is uh, contemporary even the clients also mm-hmm. even the clients when they come to you you a uh, lot of people would have experience they would pick one from that house one from this house one 10 houses they'll pick each and everything and they want it in their house mm. so that never happens so that is percentage wise if you talk about traditional is still less but there are guys who comes and who come and ask for traditional because they just want to they are like fed up with this contemporary they want okay. something traditional or any other style okay. but 80% they go for contemporary because others will say if you do a traditional building oh you have done a traditional building which is uh, 20 yeah. years back so it's all over that is it's i would say it's all but there are some clients who are very clear what they want and that then if you get that right line between you and them it is very smooth and very easy okay and while i was working your firm right uh, there was a lot of projects where vastu was a very critical uh, thing oh for the God. clients <laughs> so uh, what is your take on vastu and do you think as architects we need to know the ins and outs of uh, vastu compliant houses and buildings i do right? houses only with vastu <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's a good revelation <laughs> no, I, I, I i've been made like that by now in this okay. uh, last 8 years 10 years okay. it, it is like uh, now if i sit with a plan the basic vastu automatically comes into it no there's nothing against vastu but it is uh, things have changed now because mm. everybody wants vastu especially mm. i would say especially in place like bangalore so it's so, impossible to design a building without there might vastu. be clients but i would have come come across only 5% out of 100 okay, okay. and i've had worst experience in vastu also so that's why i said automatically my vastu cup there are two Ooh, projects which okay. i've done which was a villa young uh, couple where uh, they approached me for doing a residence we mm. did the plan everything i showed three four options they were very happy this was without vastu without vastu yeah, because yeah. they said they don't want vastu okay so they said uh, no no we don't believe in all that ventilation this one uh, uh, functioning the circulation all those things fine uh, vastu is not important so i gave him three four options they like couple of them we again um, went on working on that plan got finalized elevation got finalized it went to structural drawings working drawings they were about to hit the site the week before they hit the site they're coming back and saying let's look at vastu oh my god so two that was not the first experience i tried again for another one project okay <laughs> so that was like a bad experience for me i had to really pay for it then i changed the whole plan again got back to vastu but you were compensated for uh, doing the drawings again i would say no oh because um, i don't but i had to completely replan the whole thing and th- then that plan was approved again it went into the whole stages of work and we have completed the house also so that way after that the two projects were a learning experience everything is a learning experience when you do your own so it is you would have done 50 houses hmm. but then 50 first house is again new so it is after that if they come first thing they ask i ask us do you want vastu okay so if they you say make it clear ah, it it is better because other it's not only about something having against vastu or going with vastu it's like working for two months on a project and then when it's going to hit the site yeah, you have to change the whole thing and you get little uh, disturbed so and vastu means it's actually huge but in my project we just keep that five six basic things not like uh, there are projects which have left with because of vastu also because they only come with the plan they <laughs> say like this is the one this is a room uh, layout all that i want the window here i want the door here in the toilet i want the wc here water closet here shower then i'll be looking at what should i do just draft it or uh, <laughs> and then after that they will say this window should be 
eight feet two third inch from this wall. This window size should be four feet eleven and a half inch. Wow, wow. So it is like better get a draftsman and do it and construct the house. So who gives them this advice? Uh, is it Vastu consultants? Oh, okay. They are the rich people here. Nothing <laughs> against the Vastu guys, but they blindly believe and uh, I mean they because it's Vastu's more become like a fear factor mm, more yeah, than anything. Yeah. It is like they they are scared of what they will lose if they don't do. What they achieve, you never know because yeah. that comes after ten years, and I don't know what. See, but some guys are very. They blame it on the vastu. Vastu, and that's when they get really uh, like if they do after considering these basic five things also, there will be some guys coming and saying, "Oh, that should have been here. This should have been there. Everything fine till something goes wrong. If something goes wrong, they yeah. tell, yeah. oh this architect, this work. <laughs> I told him to put the window there. He's put it this side." <laughs> But I don't get to all that basic things like you have your uh, entrance north or east, hmm. then um, highest point of the building, master bedroom location, kitchen location, then uh, water uh, underground some position, uh, water tank. All those things we keep. Okay, so you have a family and then you have an office. You have six people working under you. So time management is very essential as an architect, right? So how do you manage your time and how would uh, Uh, give us give us some advice on managing this. So, <laughs> I, I I as I told you before itself, like uh, when I started working, I mean after that when I joined another office, that's when everything got shaped up in my architecture side. Other side, if you see, I was uh, initially I was working from home. So yeah. my wife also she's an architect, but uh, she works for a different company. Right. So I have two boys. So. which is more tough to handle <laughs> so it is like uh, no but i initially i had the office and the house together when i just started off then my garage was my office so always and we are from different place to bangalore so end of the day you get your uh, parent support and all those things once in a while it's like a um, uh, what do you say lottery for you when they, <laughs> yeah. they come in so otherwise you have to manage your show so i always prefer to i mean some guys won't agree but i would prefer uh, home and office close by at least at present my office and house I mean home it's about half a kilometer okay so I prefer that way, but a lot of my friends have told me. A lot of guys have told me, "No, no, you get disturbed, and uh, because there will be a lot of disturbance with family around and thing." But I feel I can manage because I feel happy that way. I don't prefer office being like one hour from your house, mm-hmm. and uh, I prefer now it's yeah, about now half in a Bangalore. Minute. If you have your so, house one hour uh, or many kilometers away, exactly. Is, that, uh, because now my exactly half a kilometer is my house and yeah. my uh, office. So anything I can get back. she goes in the morning comes back in the evening so but hers also is like flexible so otherwise i feel i know a lot of architects who dedicates only for architecture okay so i am not that a person i mean, i have my own things i take it very easy so in between i might go home i, I at times i go home have lunch and come back so if uh, if my boys have come back from school i might play for half an hour and come back oh, nice. so it is it is if they are playing there so i might play for half an hour and come back so it is all it's manageable so i say so that's how cool a architect's life is right? <laughs> yeah and even they come to office sometimes oh, awesome. evenings they come they know all my employees so okay. in fact uh, you are a chess yeah, master <laughs> i did play with uh, johan and... they still keep telling me about the moves what you have uh, taught me they <laughs> what they do is evening when i go home they'll come and call me they apa come let's play chess so suddenly one new move will come so they'll say manish taught me this is what they'll say so, so to give you guys some context i used to play chess with madhusar's children it was good fun and uh, they definitely learned a lot and beat me once as well I, in fact they have made the office guys play cricket also <laughs> so it is like uh, all the it big companies they have uh, sports facilities yeah. and so my kids are uh, the entertainment uh, oh, awesome. thing <laughs> and uh, how about managing time with your clients do you uh, set like a schedule with your clients do you tell them that okay i have time only to uh, till so much and then i have to head back or do you keep a strict schedule with them see normally clients it's a tough thing to handle because you should handle in a way that there are i mean i know my friends who are very like 
stubborn on their timings but i feel clients it's a little difficult thing to handle in terms of if you are having a meeting you can't just tell no i have another meeting i can i yeah. have to go so it depends on your personal skills how you manage it okay. but otherwise also i feel one that's the advantage when you have word of mouth clients mm. they get more accommodative now if you everybody anybody and everybody it's like you talk about all everybody are in meetings mm. you ask somebody i'll i'm in a meeting i'll call you back so I, even i do that because i don't allow the other client to disturb me with when i'm in a meeting with other somebody mm. some other client so but they are accommodative they'll say for example i remember you had a client uh, who was doing a residence so he used to come to your office and just sit the whole afternoon just keep chit chatting for no reason right so how do you deal with those kind of clients where that, they don't leave till you actually tell them okay now i have to go you have to leave no that what i do these days now so everything is a learning experience yeah. you get different type of clients you now a client behaving you know what type he is going to be so those areas what i do is when i give a timing for the client i keep a 2 hour buffer hmm. so it is like during that 2 hours i also get a stress buster it's <laughs> like i relax myself and okay. is that happens more i would say with uh, i shouldn't be saying on this but more with builders right because not not only builders clients also happens because they are treating you as their main part of the family like he's doing my house he's doing this one so they like to sit and talk to you and still i have clients like that who there is uh, if i go the projects which i do for builders if i go to their project they'll make me sit there His meeting will be at uh, 11 o'clock and normally i'll be on time so 10 for i would prefer to be early so i'll mm. be at 10:45 he will be there then he'll talk about the project in between they'll talk about something else then they'll offer you lunch then uh, <laughs> uh, then after that they want to spend it's more like they want to spend time with you it is like that the especially i think architects or maybe i think chartered accountants also maybe mm-hmm. like that doctors are never like that they'll c- come straight to the point and they'll yeah. give it architects not everybody few of them so when they ask for a meeting i'll see my work schedule where i can fit in with extra 2 hour buffer then i go and i enjoyed that one because there's no point in just getting stressed out out of it you be there you relax and all right and uh, talking about builders did it take you some time to get associated with builders when you started off uh, uh not too much time but uh, builders it works on a different uh, and it's way. mostly apartments right if apartments you talk and about commercial builders. buildings okay. that that's okay. a thing but again builder one good thing is they are very clear on their side in terms mm. of their requirements mm. when you do a house it's a different thing mm. because they have everything under the sun mm-hmm. in, into their house uh, relatives will be giving opinion friends will be giving opinion all those things builders means it's about straightforward what is a site area what is far you give them the their profit in terms of the saleable mm. area you okay. help them to achieve it with the necess- uh, necessary car parking and the main thing is the saleable area right you try to achieve the sale saleable area without issues with uh, i would say circulation or vastu all those things for example apartments when you work with the smaller builders all the apartment they expect to be vastu oriented right wherein big builders they don't it's about 500 flats hmm. you can't show yeah. achieve vastu so but their client list is a different thing these guys are more uh, so that way it's still okay you give what they want there are no changes all those things and once you start working with a certain builder you know what his expectation is so maybe first project you might have little it might take more time right. the second project it all depends on you how you program yourself okay. that is more important you meet a client it's your talent to understand him you can't say client is behaving like that mm. your time management is how best you can understand it that is more important okay and the one of the most important uh, aspects or things in architecture is the budget right so how do you uh, when you approach a new client comes to you how do you make the budget for them and tell them okay uh, and ask them or uh, what is your budget and then you pro- give a proposal is there a process for that or? that one uh, more happens with interiors see architecture project won't have so much of a difference because see they when they come to you they know the site area is there they know 
most at least 50 percent they know their requirements whether i need a three bedroom i need a four bedroom or what do i need gym home theater parking how many car parking then servants quarters they have a fair idea of what they want most of the mm. residents but few guys are there who wants to understand from you mm. but then once that is understood and you uh, then it's about the sizes the room sizes like some guys they want big bedrooms some guys big living rooms so eventually you end up with a built up area mm. what is a total whether it's a 5000 square feet house 8000 square feet or mm. whatever square feet then you have a you will have a fair idea how much it will cost right. maybe 2000 for the shell of the building or 1500 1800 or 2500 by knowing the type of planning if it is a simple planning it will cost little lesser if it is a little more complicated it will but a fair it it will be about 20% difference 22 and we do the boq also once the elevation elevation is again something might cost because everybody want out of the world elevation mm-hmm. is <laughs> now that's what i we feel uh, how things have changed it's like 5 years 10 years back everybody were interested only in planning right how the plan works now they are ready to compromise a plan for the elevation it oh, is like okay. people from outside when they see what will they say <laughs> about my house that is what important so costing of architecture project is still under control 2000 might go to 2200 or 2500 or 3000 depending on the planning part of it per square foot or per square feet so again it depends whether it is uh, with electrical with plumbing and all those things right. when you do interiors it makes a serious difference because interiors is something each and every material cost like you make a shift from laminate to veneer there's a cost hmm. then in laminate or veneer what is a price hmm. you if you do a boq also you would have done with 80 rupees then what they like might be 120 140 so but you should give them a fair idea in terms of but that actually happens like two three projects you do you will know like how much a wardrobe will cost how much a kitchen though it is kitchen again it's little difficult because you can get kitchens from 2 lakh to 50 lakh or maybe more than that so it is but you need to understand what everybody will say first thing is like i want good interiors money is not a problem okay. very few will say i have a budget this much is the thing right, right. so that you need to understand though they say like that you have to find out slowly asking them different different questions but what is your experience like towards the end of the project does it overshoot or is it within the budget within the budget is little difficult <laughs> <laughs> though people might say it is i would say within the budget never works means right. what we have anticipated definitely there will be 15 20% difference okay there are cases which is gone gone more than that hmm. but that will be with the clients changes also see what happens is normally clients also that's when they're getting aware of each and everything hmm. initially they would have just seen one house or laminate this one veneer or or glass or whatever flooring false ceiling all that but then when they actually get into the project when they start doing their own house they will start fe- getting a feeling oh i want this i want that then veneer i don't want this i want to upgrade it so cost if the client changes and then the cost increases they are okay with but whatever you have considered if it goes up it is uh, somehow you have to handle it that's it <laughs> okay awesome and coming back to a previous question which was the registration right yeah. uh, do you require any uh, uh, council of architectures uh, see council of, of architecture definitely you require yeah. because that is like our duty to have it yeah. so i would say there are people who still don't have it okay. I, i know but then i would say you should have it council mm. of architecture mm. so it's like you are an architect kind of a mm. thing and it helps in so many things also like if uh, see because you have council of architecture nobody is going to give you project that mm. is a different story <laughs> or maybe nobody will take away the project from you also it finally depends on your work what you do whether they happy it depends on but it is what i would say it is a requirement to have it it is not about what will happen if you don't have it what will happen if you have it you should have it what about working in cities like bangalore do you need extra licenses or like that DDA? depends before that the council of architecture you need for one more reason for example if you have trainees in your office Mm. so you have to give them the documents and right. uh, the periodic they have their uh, list of works what they do in the office, everything is recorded so week wise i think they send it to their uh, teachers and uh, college so all those areas they will ask for your council of architecture without that you cannot 
have a have trainees in the office. Yeah. That is a must. Now coming back to places like Bangalore, one is a BDA registration. That is mandatory for a practicing architect. It is not mandatory. I know my friends who doesn't have it. Okay. I have it, but it is like you are registering in a place where you are practicing. So it is like, and it helps you for your sanctioned drawings all oh, that. Right, right. So otherwise, you can't sign on a sanctioned drawing. You'll have to depend on somebody else. There are people who comes and ask me for signature, but I don't do it because that's not right. Your yeah. project, you can do it. After you sign on that one, they do whatever. You are responsible for that. So main thing is BDA registration is again for the sanctioning purpose. Like you have the authority that this is my project and you're doing the sanction and done. All right. So you've been practicing, I think, for more than uh, as a solo uh, separate architect for almost. More than 10 years, I think going to be 11 or 12. So when did you register your company as uh, Madhukurula? See, this one, I have not registered my company. Okay. It's on a proprietorship. Right, right. So it is basically you have, I think most of the architects firms are proprietorship. Mm. I won't, I, I think so. so because my friend, yeah, my friends also, so many of them, I know they are all, uh, or they have a partnership also. Mm. So registering the company, it's like if you want to go to a private limited mm. or a public limited, or uh, there are other types of, I don't know, the complete legality, I'm not too much aware. But otherwise, you have uh, OPC, one-person company. Right. Then uh, you have uh, partnership companies. There are four or five types of it. Mm. So, proprietorship is what I have adopted. And uh, my wife is in a, a firm where she's a partner. It's a private limited. Okay. So, it it all depends on where you want to place yourself. See, whether you want to go uh, grow into a company where you have five associates where you want to make it into a partner or you just want you to be with the main person and hmm. work so it you have to see what you want it and is it necessary to register if you have like a couple of projects or uh, can you just take the income to your uh, savings account and leave it as it is not save usually you should have a current account at least okay. but savings account also in our profession it's still fine hmm. see end of the day you if you have a firm you have people working for you, your tax are, uh, your income tax thing, your GST are all in place. There's nothing to worry. It is not that you have to register as a company. I work from in the same way, like a proprietorship. So it is like you pay your GST on time, then file your income tax. There's no hassle. It is nothing more. I have experience. I've for been, a young architect starting off on his own, uh, is, do you recommend registering or do you want him to wait for a while, maybe uh, build a... It is, uh, see, now if two guys are there, if they plan to start off their own, so then you you have to have a company right, kind right, of a thing. Right. But if you're individually starting, there shouldn't be a problem because most of them, they start off like that. Okay. So I that's what I have not still checked the legality so much on it. But my thing is working. It has uh, been like that for last 10 years. So it shouldn't be a problem. All right. So so let's talk more about uh, your projects. What are the nice projects that you've done? And uh, what are the uh, some projects which our listeners would look forward to in the future? See, um, I have projects. What I've done is uh, like I've completed about 75 projects. Oh, wow. I've completed. Ex other than that, there are so many like on the shelf out of the shelf, on the floor, there are so many <laughs> like that. So otherwise, there are about 75. And I have worked on whatever projects come in the way. Like, it's not only about residential, it's not only about commercial. So if the client is good, I try speaking to them. If it our wavelength match, project is good, I do the project. So maybe it is a first project for me in that uh, type of project maybe like hospitality or uh, industrial project or institutions or uh, because residences villas apartment commercial building it's all most of them they will be doing it so a guy who is so much done houses villas a guy a client might not give like an industrial project right. or a hospitality project everybody wants a past experience so but I have tried to do whatever comes in the way. So I have done projects. One winery I have done. Hmm. A winery on uh, Dodbelapur. That was okay. one of the interesting. I didn't know anything about winery. Okay. Till I, I was thinking again and again. Should I do it? Should I do it? But we had a wine uh, making consultant. Then a client also was very accommodative. Oh. So that was my first experience into a winery. Where we have a everything. They had a production area tasting room then uh, guest house 
barrel room everything and they were making it into a, like a wine tourism right. kind of a thing so interesting projects i would say everything is interesting sometimes a simple house can be very interesting okay uh, thing it's not about the type of project or uh, maybe see some people consider apartment as very boring hmm. because you have to achieve the saleable area give uh, right. other things but certain apartment will be interesting hmm. so it i've quite happy it is uh, winery was a different thing then um, i would say uh, it's not it uh, started on site the couple of schools are there so when you start working on a school that is interesting because yeah. it is like going back to your uh, old uh, area yeah. of study that things Absolutely. comes into your mind it is not started on site but the scheme design everything is finalized so that was interesting then otherwise uh, every project will have it's i would say more than interesting it is the difficulties what you come across in a project if you mm. can handle that that mm. is your achievement and you feel happy about it okay. see though you design a project completely from a to z on site there will be some issues right. some things client might change something so, client might ask you can i have something else so it is like You, there are i know people who will say no no this is done over this is what it is but it depends on people like i normally see whether is there any option within the limitations so it if there is an option it's our duty to suggest that okay maybe you won't get paid for it because your things are like what i said the house which mm -hmm. i did i had to change the complete thing as per vastu but if i come outside if and if i see as another person why that architect he can uh, do one house uh, yeah. as per vastu so it is those things are more important i would say if you have that uh, problem solving capacity and it, it doesn't give you any what you say um advance notice spirit mm -hmm. it just comes you have to solve it there yeah. that is where your talent is okay. you can't say oh i'll go back and check give me one week time so you that solve problems on site as well if possible but otherwise also that is any architects one of the side because issues has to be sorted out that is more important because sometimes people get like you have to that's where your experience comes in like another project you would have faced one situation so what you have done there or talk to people get opinion and then do it all right and what are some of the future plans for madhukurula architects uh future plans as of now it's just going i told you i normally think about present i okay. my thing is like just keep working things will all fall in place so it is not sometimes what happens if you plan too much also it's a problem if you can't but okay planning is required but then every i mean one in a month somebody comes with a new en enquiry about new projects and all those things you tend to work on that right. and so i don't plan 2019 is this 2020 <laughs> version i should i don't do that just keep working so that's why it took i think 10 years from myself as being employee till seven of us including my six employees we are seven now it took i know people who have done uh, uh, 1% to 50 numbers in 2 years 3 years also oh, wow. but for me it took 10 years for 1% to become seven hmm. so it is but fine all right and what uh, advice would you give to young architects starting off on their own or uh, a lot of young architects are starting yes. off right so what advice would you I, give i i think them? the ratio has gone much higher now compared yeah. to what it was like when we were studying hmm. like or when we got passed out it is like we never thought like tomorrow i'll start off hmm. everybody the i think the mindset has changed hmm. now it is like when do i start is hmm. the thing that time it was like i should work somewhere 2 years 3 years 4 years is the mm. mindset that time never i don't know people would have started but as far as i know most of them have worked at least 1 year 2 mm. years mm. somewhere now i know people coming out of the college straight away they have started <laughs> there are guys but like that doesn't it uh, like as an client uh, picking up an architect who has zero experience uh, doing no the... but there are client see especially places like bangalore what happens is it depends on the clients also mm. see so for some clients money plays a important role hmm. so definitely when a new guy comes in his like what i started off taking the first project your charges fees are much lesser hmm. and compared to a renowned architect so some and bangalore you get all sort of clients hmm. who doesn't want to spend even a single pay also but at the same time top of the line 
so it i would say the clients should be more uh, this one because they should know what they want whether he is able to deliver it is not about not having experience a guy coming straight from the college also he might do a project he might do a good job there's no problem because it depends on what he studied there what his knowledge is and architecture is something it related uh, it relate to common sense also it is nothing so it's not necessary that you need like 3 4 years experience it depends on the individual i would say okay, okay. it is not if somebody has done it doesn't mean that this guy also can yeah, go yeah, it is absolutely. it's a confidence what you have and the practicality side what you can look at because all some cases what happens is they'll do the project but when the issues happen like what i was say, say talking about see architecture is about everything your <clears throat> one is a concept one is a design circulation functionality aesthetics plus you are responsible to certain extent about the electrical plumbing everything so th- those areas also shouldn't be omitted everybody comes with a concept but the workability also has to be that right. comes mo- more with experience so the profession is being more dynamic uh, in it this is, yes that way it is but blindly it depends on person i i know my uh, friends who have started off their work they have started their work again it is like that oh yeah okay. <laughs> all right so uh, apart from architecture and all that what we just spoke about uh, you are into biking right a lot so how did this craze for biking come about biking actually started with uh, the regular i think lot of them would have uh, would agree with me the same way like when you have two elder brothers who rides bike it is it rather bike it starts with cycle <laughs> so it is like when elder brother, brothers are using cycle you want to get onto the cycle so you might get the used cycle from them <laughs> then you get onto the cycle same thing with the bike okay. so it is like <clears throat> i think by eighth standard i shouldn't be saying that but still i started riding bike my brothers uh, i have two brothers elder brothers right. so my both are good riders means they don't ride now that time they used college time and all that so it is that uh, rx100 time so it is like uh, that's what when i started then i uh, my parents also were quite okay because they have seen the elder brother so this guy also will go in that lane the, they know okay. so started with rx there's a regular riding all that then went into college few bikes i had then came to sit there also i had always have had bikes oh. but it's about rx100 then uh, once i came after sit when it, once i came back to bangalore for job i had a bullet okay so that was also there almost uh, 10 years with so me so proper transition from rx100 <laughs> to a bullet and then the new bikes which you're going to talk about yeah what is then uh, from rx100 i went into benelli oh wow then uh, uh, from benelli i went to kawasaki z800 oh, wow. now i have a triumph speed triple oh brilliant so, that that's about it and uh, now we have good friends and i like keep them. going for long rides and all that weekends we normally try to do every weekend but off late last one two months is little off but otherwise we all do overnighters i am not the type who goes uh, all around india for one week two but weeks and south india south india i rather prefer uh, i would say overnighter works but see each right. person knows what he wants so that is more important and what type of riding what speeds you do all those things it's individual each individual is got his own seeing the other guy going in 250 you mm-hmm. try to do that you might land up in yeah. uh, so i normally prefer overnighters because two ways it doesn't affect my profession also because <laughs> my group i know guys who takes two weeks they go all over india they go outside india they go bhutan they'll go uh, thailand they ride everywhere but seeing our profession first mm-hmm. of all if the client comes to know that you have a bike itself is a problem <laughs> <laughs> so overnight a wide works for me is because two nights you just like any place where you have four hours five hours you ride with your friends stay overnight or maybe what no one more night and then come back it's peaceful all right so that's about riding that uh, but i enjoy and weekends ride is basically breakfast ride what we do that really helps in terms of your uh, stress buster because the whole week you would have had a tough week in terms of your work and uh, clients and all that so you go for a nice ride on a sunday morning have breakfast and- have breakfast maybe it is over a period of time it might get little boring because it it's a same road because bangalore when you talk about bangalore you have only like four five roads which you can exit yeah. out so 
more than that you can't do but i would say it is a time what is spent go meet them all of us gather around 6 o'clock in the morning then we ride somewhere then we sit there chit chat for some time that is the and we ride back so the time spent is more important than the the overnighter it's other way it's like where you head okay the roads and But then the overnighters night overnighters are safe then no problem we normally go to any of these resorts okay. or all we don't jo- go just uh, camp anywhere and everywhere okay. that is little risky because these kind of bikes also is a problem it's not about you being safe the bike also has okay. to be safe so so apart from being an architect you're a biker what is do you do i play badminton every day for two hours in the evening i play that oh, awesome. is uh, that's the way you keep fit is it <laughs> trying to so i play from about 8 o'clock to 9:30 10 i play mm-hmm. every day except saturday sunday otherwise i play with my kids so <clears throat> both are uh, outdoor pers- i mean they more outdoor so they like cricket badminton cycling all that so it's like and a lot of travel as well travel we try to do not too much otherwise site visits also like there are other site visits which i have to do but in a year we do about 3 to 4 trips i think this is awesome advice for architects who are family people as well <laughs> it i would say it is i don't know some people they say like it's very difficult i really if you have a i would say understanding wife and decently understanding kids <laughs> it's, you can easily manage there's no problem all right so so it was an absolute pleasure talking to you we hope to have you in the future as well thank you and discuss more on architecture and sure. design and the business of architecture sure thanks once again and uh, how uh, best can our listeners reach out to you or uh, see i am i would say to be frank i would say i talked so much about these things and other things but i am still not a too much social media person okay so it is uh, it i'm not too much into social media facebook you won't believe i i check facebook like uh, i think once in 3 weeks now facebook is anyways dead now it's all instagram <laughs> instagram also it's the same thing so it is like i would say my priorities are different it is like uh, i would say see people talk about uh, what is a gadget you go with this one i mean you cannot go out with what right, is a right. phone then i would say for me it is phone and laptop okay because it is like see so my wife also she keeps telling me when you're going somewhere also anywhere i go maximum i try to take my laptop it is like whether it be a trip also okay maybe a biking overnighter i may not take it otherwise anywhere outstation i go i'll take laptop otherwise also going anywhere for a four hours break or whatever i'll still keep my laptop in the car so the laptop is the new the architect's new uh, go to tool for the future right because i feel see if the client asks something if it is in my reachable thing i try to do it immediately or at least send it to my office people get it out right. uh, i i get more tense if i don't have a laptop and the phone and uh, your uh, maybe your firm's website or something where uh, people website could website is there but i'm just on the process of upgrading it so otherwise it's just mobile number that's it otherwise or your email id yeah well. email id and uh, i'm not too much into social media okay i i know that is a i think it's a bad thing but then i'm get i have to get used to it i don't know all right all right so thanks a lot for your time thank you yeah yeah you've been listening to the ak young podcast we're still building the community please share this knowledge with someone you know who could benefit just send them to akyoung.com where you'll find our free newsletter and for more podcast episodes search for the show on any major podcasting platform don't forget to subscribe where you're listening right now and if you liked it leave a rating or review 